to the Three Way Podcast. All right, welcome to the Three Way Podcast. We have a very special guest. Uh, today's segment is on real estate. We're going to be talking about real estate, particularly in the Southern California area. Let's welcome Dan Watanabe, the welcome real estate back, guru. Welcome back, Dan Watanabe. How are you all doing today? We're great. Thank, Thank you, you for coming in. Thank you. Um, so, Dan, uh, how is the market, especially here in Southern California because we live here, to all those people that um, are thinking about moving to uh, California and like don't or buying. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of people to like to think twice, but overall, how, how, how would you say the market is right now? Okay, I've actually had a real estate license for 22 years. And I'll be honest with you, let me do the disclosures first because in real estate, disclosure is always 90% of the law. Uh, I don't do it full time. I've been doing part time real estate for since 1997, and my average is two to three houses a year. I have had three years during that 22 year period where I didn't make any sales, and I've had a couple of years where I made close to seventy thousand dollars just as having this as my secondary income. So that's that's where I'm coming from. So one of the things that I think is important to look at is to see what the price of purchasing a house is versus renting it. And I know that this sounds ridiculous because we're all used to putting 3% down or 10% down or something like that. The, the, the common mathematical way of looking at it is a rental should be about 10% or so cheaper than buying a house and putting 20% down, paying the property tax, and then getting back your interest, your your, your interest credits from from having from having paid the interest for the for the house for this being your primary residence. So a lot of times you'll see the market out of balance. And out of balance me is usually when the house is a lot more money than a similar rental. And right now we're in an unusual situation. Because to buy an older condo, not a new condo, but an older condo, particularly one that was an apartment conversion from the 70s or 80s, you're actually going to be paying less than than renting that that unit. Uh, My example of that is if you look at a lot of the apartment apartment conversions or the condos on White Oak and, and streets like that, those are rather old. They they haven't necessarily kept up with the time, so they look dated. So they're not people's first choice. They're priced extremely competitively. And because they're priced extremely competitively, for someone who's a first-time home buyer, I always suggest you look at older condos first and pencil out the numbers versus the rentals in those neighborhoods. And many times you'll find that the condo is cheaper. So like buying something that's a fixer-upper and... Uh... My, my, my challenge with condos, and, I, I, and I'll be controversial here, unless somebody is looking at a very low amount of money that they can afford to spend, I do my best to convince people to buy a single-family house. Because with a single-family house, you have land. And most of the cost of real estate in California is tied up in the land that you own, not the house itself. You look at the house as being approximately $200 to $250 a square foot. Everything else in that purchase price is for the lot. That's why a little tiny postage stamp house in Culver City is slightly over a million dollars. And you pick up that same house 
and you move it to Sun Valley, and it'll probably be four hundred thousand dollars. It'll, it'll be less. a lot, or, or okay, maybe even a lot less. But but it's it, it's all because of where that land is located. And I know that the the rule in real estate is to say location, location, location. Yeah. That's partially true. But you're not going to want to buy. Uh, a house, even if it's in Beverly Hills, that's sandwiched between two gigantic apartment buildings, and it's now economically non-functional because it's not as if anyone can build it into anything bigger. So it's always going to be a, a, a tiny house that's sandwiched between two large apartment buildings. And who wants to live like that? Yeah, no. that's crazy. Even if it's Beverly Hills. Seriously. Actually, you know what I say, the number one thing, especially in Southern California or big cities where uh, traffic is a big thing. Hopefully, your work is close to where you live. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. For the past 18 years since I've started teaching at Valley College, it's been wonderful because I live 10 minutes away. Uh, of course, it has the problem in that whenever a student needs to use a facility here, uh, the, the default person to call is me. <laughs> Simply because uh, it's, not, it, it's not like some of the other teachers who live way out in Chatsworth or Santa Monica oh, or something yeah. like that. But even then, I don't know if anyone else would do it. Yeah, that's true. You're, 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 you're not out of your way, Dad, very definitely. helpful. And, uh, so speaking of like properties, because um, I'm looking at like even farther out because mm -hmm. they're more affordable. Because California right now is just insane when it comes to either rent or uh, trying to buy a property. Uh, like I, I saw, what was that city called? Little Rock. Have you heard of that city? Little Rock? Little Rock. Yeah, no. it's like pretty much it's an isolate, isolated area. It's like kind of desert, but it snows out there too. And they had... It's kind of like ranch-style house. Yeah, so they had like... It's, it's like pretty much a ranch. It mm -hmm. was like a five-acre uh, house. Yep. The land is five acres. And then the house was like, I think, around 2,500 square feet. And then uh, their selling price was around 412000 Okay. What creates value in real estate is boundaries. So one of the reasons why the valley used to be considered so day class and, and so cheap is because it was still a lot of orange groves. So there, w there was plenty of land. So when you lived in the valley, unless you had a big ranch like Barbara Stanwyck or Lucille Ball or Clark Gable and all that, you were, you, you were in the boondocks. Yeah. But now that the valley has filled in, you'll notice that the price has gone up a lot to where, where if you look at Studio City and Sherman Oaks, it's cheaper than stuff that's on the L.A. side of the hill, but not in the crazy way it used to be cheaper. Yeah. And you're starting to see those prices rise the further west you go. Before the 405, which is a man-made boundary was, was a major difference because, uh, and I live east of it. So I'm saying I'm, I'm talking about my own area. When you're east of the 405 in the valley, you're actually kind of living in a more or less more rundown area. You're in a smaller house, and you're more likely to be in a mixed neighborhood in terms of houses and apartments and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so why is it more expensive? And it's simply because it's east of the 405. It's an older neighborhood, so it's more established. A lot of the stuff that's west of the 405 was, is, is newer. But consequently, you go to Lake Balboa, well, okay, Van Nuys West, and, 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 you see, and, and, and you see the same price house for the same price. You get an extra bedroom, you probably get an extra bathroom, and you get a bigger lot. So it's, it's actually, strictly from an economic standpoint, it makes more sense. But the problem with being west of the 405 is you don't have shortcuts. You're east of the 405, and you need to go to the L.A. side of the hill. There's 
a myriad of different ways to cut over the hill. Yeah, yeah. You go west of the 405, and all of a sudden, oh, we've got Havenhurst, then Topanga Canyon, and then Malibu Canyon, and yeah, that's, that's it. True. So you don't have those choices. That's very true. And like uh, Santa Clarita, Valencia area, aren't they limited to, to the 5, technically speaking? or They're limited to the 5 and the 14, 14 and yeah. Balboa. So I actually love Santa Clarita, by the way. Uh, uh, I've sold a ton of houses there in the past five years. Well, Santa Clarita, L.A. County? Yes. It's L.A. County, right? And now, I'll, I'll tell you why people are running away to Santa Clarita. They used to run away to Thousand Oaks and, and uh, Newberry Park. Fires. And they still do. But you're stuck on the 101. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's not the fires because Santa Clarita gets its fair share of fires. They, they do. No, uh, well, Santa Clarita also has earthquakes. Oh. Because if you think about it, that the the road that goes into Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. the 5 and the 14, yeah. that fell down in two earthquakes. No way. It fell down in the 70s and in, in the 70s one in 94. So, yeah. Um, you might be trapped. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this is a terrible thing for me to say. But when I drive into Santa Clarita, um, I still use the truck lane. Because first of all, it secretly is faster most of the time. It doesn't jam up as much. Yeah. And secondly, when the when when the freeway fell, that was the only way in and out. But the other good thing about Santa Clarita is you do have the 14, you do have Balboa, and you do have the 5, and you do have the 210 right after you get out of Santa Clarita Valley. So you have multiple alternatives if, if it's really bad traffic. Um, Newberry Park, you don't. Yeah, it's because it's a, it's one on one. They're all they're all mm-hmm. around that one on one area. It's Even though it's Ventura County, it's the one on one that you have the twenty three, which could connect to the one eighteen and like turn yeah. the opposite yeah. side. But you are still limited. And you're correct. I think we have to invest in a helicopter <laughs> yes. for for safety. It's so bad. But uh, Dan, would you say uh, like San Fernando Valley? Uh, does the population have a big thing to do with uh, the increase in the housing prices? I would say yes. Because what happened was that people couldn't afford to live on the L.A. side. Because even now, to get a loan, you're still limited by how much you can borrow. And if every single house, even in marginal neighborhoods, is beyond the limits, you're going to have to come up with a lot of cash. The difference, right? Yes. Whereas the Valley, you still... I, I don't like to say that six hundred thousand dollars for starter houses is affordable, but it's certainly a lot. I think more. it's like isn't it seven now? Pretty much those starter houses, it's gotten way more. It, 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 no, you can still find a lot yeah. of stuff with six as the first number. Those, you might not be in the swankiest neighborhood, but but you still find very you, you find very good stuff in neighborhoods that you can see can turn overnight. Uh, and the most recent area that I found that no one expected to suddenly become a hot area, and it hasn't yet, but I think it might, is San Fernando. Yeah. And it's because San Fernando is not L.A. City. So like West Hollywood, like Santa Monica, like, like a lot of other areas, like, like Pasadena and Glendale, you have this little enclave that, that has been ignored because it was considered more or less a, a, a challenging area. Yeah. Now, simply because it doesn't have that... that LA City stigma to it. People go and they look and they go, oh my God, this is actually it's a more really affordable, nice right? area. Yeah. You've got these houses that were built in the early part of the 20th century. They're, they've got a lot of character. They, they haven't been wrecked. You haven't had people go in there and, and wholesale uh, destroy what the original structure of the house was. And, and, and so it, I, I think you're going to see that area appreciate a lot more. 
So then if you're if you're coming, let's say, from a different state, like what would you suggest is a good area to start with? Like literally start with because I know L.A. or even the Valley, I feel like it's an impossibility. If I was coming in from another state and if I wanted to buy a house, I would say don't. Not for now. What you want to do is, especially if you have a family, mm-hmm. and, and I hate to say this because it's, it's very difficult to say this to someone who has a family, I'd say rent a place because – L.A., unlike any other city, you have to define what you want, and then you'll find it. And uh, and it, it sounds weird, but you can be any kind of cockamamie person you want to be in L.A., and you'll find your 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 crowd. Like for me, I'm I'm, I'm someone who's really into crazy old movies and 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 and, and being kind of geeky in that way. You're in the perfect I'm, spot. I'm, I'm in a community of people who are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my whole neighborhood is 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 below the line craftspeople in entertainment who spend their entire lives talking about older movies and 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 how and how terrible Hollywood is now compared to how it used to be. <laughs> so so you know we have a good old time, and I fell into that. But if you don't if if you don't define that, and and you're expecting the city to tell you where you should live, and you're someone who wants to live a more uh, you know, you you want to be more rustic, and you find yourself living in Silver Lake. You're going to drive yourself crazy. But if Silver Lake is like, I feel like, isn't it like just extremely expensive? Over yes, there? Well, even it's, rent. It's it's extremely expensive for houses that were originally built. Now, I love Silver Lake, by the way. Yeah, but I, but I but too. you have to know what it is. And and what Silver Lake was was it was the place where the rich people who used to live downtown mm-hmm. had their weekend cottages where they would go and quote-unquote rough it. So that's why you have these these one-bedroom and two-bedroom houses with exact same square footage, exact same footprint, that that are, are 600-something square feet and on tiny plots of land because they were weekend cottages. And now people are spending seven, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000 for them. Wow. And rather than that, I would always tell people, go look at Glassell Park instead. You have Mount Washington and Glassell Park. It's connected to it, isn't it? Yes, it's much cheaper though, and and it's it, it it had a lot of roughness in the past, but it's 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 smoothed out. Especially Glassell Park, you'll you'll see that all of these old ca- uh, cabins that were uh, there's still a lot of them on septic, yeah. but they're for the va- for the money you're spending, you can actually get a better view than than you can in uh, oh in the Glassell Park because some yeah. of, some of those houses I I have uh, been in the area. Are on hills, right? Yeah, it's, yes. mostly, it's mostly hills, I think. So it's I don't think all it's, hills, yeah, and, yeah. and you have a lot of stilt houses, which you have to be willing to live in a stilt house. That's kind of scary. Like when an earthquake hits, you gotta kind of be nervous about that one. Here's what's interesting about the cantilevered house. Yes, the the part of the cantilevered house that's dangerous most of the time is not the part that's hanging out and is on the stilts. It's the part that's connected to the hill, oh. because more often than not, what happens oh, is cool. that part fails. And it's usually because of erosion of the land under it. And that's where the real... It's the same with Silver Lake. It's the same with uh, Hollywood Hills East. That it's it's the hill, it's the, the part that's connected to the hill that's the problem. Would you say, Dan, that like uh, the prices of rent uh, property has gone up drastically because like so many people can't afford to buy houses or... It's, it, it's, it's not that. It's that... Uh, there's a lot of people moving into the city. And part of it, and I know this is impolitic, but part of it is because 
when you have a sanctuary city structure, that means you're going to have people who get Section 8 housing, no matter what. And, and so what ends up happening is you have pressure put on the lower end of the market. And if the lower end of the market has pressure, then it starts going up. And then that pushes all of the others up, up further. But for me, it's unreasonable to expect for someone to be able to rent a house in West L.A., and be spending close to five grand a month. It's it, it's just it's, it's it's just a mind blower to me. It's insane. I I, I can't even imagine trying to make that payment. Like and, that's 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 the, that's the thing you gotta ask yourself. Like, averagely, nobody makes like fifty thousand or whatever a month for you to be able to even come close to affording the mortgage yeah. on that. So like it's like how. Oh, the other problem, yeah. and, and the reason that prices have gone up so much in LA is that you have pressure from both sides. You have the pressure from the downside where where you're having people not being able to afford. So they, they, there's pressure put on them to, to, to have to go Section 8. Then on the top, you have all these people who are moving from Silicon Valley who look at LA as being fantastically cheap, which is why Google and a lot of those companies are moving here. So now on the top side of the market, oh. you're having pressure. So you have you, you have all these Silicon Valley people who are coming here and saying, "Wow, that house is so cheap! It's a three bedroom, two bath house, and it's only a million two. Stay and, away, we hate you. <laughs> yes, but but now you have them coming in, and and so you've had Culver City, Delray, but uh, it's, it's Culver City zip code. Yeah, but but it's, it's still LA City. All of these areas have gone from being, oh, I don't want to live there. I, I, I need to be in proper Culver City or I want to be in, in, in one of the other areas. Yeah, yeah. So, so now th- there's been pressure on those houses. And, and so these former, for decades, not for West L.A., not great areas, all of a sudden you have these, these houses being worth over a million dollars. And they jumped from mid-fives. To, to to that in probably six years. Yeah, I was checking Culver, Culver City is just uh, real estate pricing, and it's insane. Like, literally, it's a cottage, and it's like a million dollars. No, you, you know what's worse? There's two areas that, that I'm just freaked out about the increase in price. One of them is these little houses in West Hollywood along Willoughby, where you're, you have houses that are about... 600, 700 square feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there okay, are lots that are about 2,000 square feet <laughs> yeah. because, uh, because they, were, they were kind of uh, um, servant housing originally back when that was still Sherman. And, 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 and so those are now close to a million dollars. I'm going, you can't do anything with it. Wow, that's it's, so it, bad. It, it, it's, it's, you, you, you take the garage and make it another bedroom. That's Where you park the car? Yeah, that's, there's no parking. That's, that's the way I feel about Hollywood no Hills. Cause like I, I've been to many houses there. I remember once, uh, I was a PA on set. I went to a producer's house. Luckily, he had, he had a decent parking space, like in his house, like a driveway. Maybe he could park two cars. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But there, there's no way you could actually park on the street. It's almost impossible. I'll tell you the the most profitable house I ever sold for the people who bought it uh, were these people who bought a house on Wonderland, which is in. Uh, which which is in Hollywood Hills, also really close to where the John Holmes house is. It's also where the Doors used to live and all of that. Wow. And they have celebrities living around them. And they bought a house, and it's the only house in the neighborhood where it not only had a two-car garage, but it also had a pad where you could park two more cars. Oh, that's cool. And, and this was the big gimme, there was a side to it that blocked 
So you could uh, that that used to be kind of a sidewalk, but it's yeah. still their property. You could park two more cars. So here's a house in the Hollywood Hills that you can park six cars. Wow, that's pretty impressive, actually. And yeah. across the street, they have one car garages, and and the house next to them at that time was an over million dollar house, two parking spaces. How do you pay that much money and literally have two parking spaces? It's, 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 it's the area, though. Well, well, it, it's walking distance from Wonderland School, so it's it's it was really an ideal property. I, I, I've got to say that out of but all, do they the still houses, live in that house? They or? still live in the house. Wow. But you know what they did? Here's something hilarious. They put in a swimming pool, which meant they had to they had to put a retaining wall. That thing cost probably a hundred thousand dollars all by itself. And guess what? Worth it. They didn't care. Of they course. bought the house for just under four hundred thousand dollars, and the house is now worth Whoa. almost two million. What year was Easily that? Easily, it's worth two million. Ninety-eight. Okay. Four hundred thousand, but I mean, for ninety-eight, you would think that's expensive. It, it was expensive because back then the interest it, rates were eight percent. Wow. Oh, that's another thing that people don't consider. One of the reasons prices have gone up so much, part of it is just the three percent a year that that happens anyway. But the other part is because of inflation. The other part is because interest rates fell. When I bought my house in ninety-four, we thought that I was just getting the most ridiculous discount on my my interest because it was under 10%. I bought it wow. my interest rate was 7.5%. When uh, when the interest rates first fell to 4%, you got to figure that's almost half the cost of, of, of interest going away. That meant that you could afford that much more as a yeah. payment. So a big chunk of my house's value, because I bought it for $212, just on that alone, it was probably worth three seventy five immediately, just just on the basis of the the difference in interest rate. That's crazy. And, and then the you figure that I've lived there twenty years, so it's gone from two twelve to being roughly six seventy five to seven twenty five. That's it's an a awesome rate difference. For it. But but if you think about it, just from the interest rate, that brought it up to three seventy five immediately. So it's double. It's only doubled, which is actually lower than 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 uh, than than just the normal real estate appreciation. So yes, most of it is because of the interest rate falling. The one thing I always think about, and I'm like, maybe in like five, ten years, I don't think there'll be a middle class living in Southern California. <laughs> what what are your predictions? I think that there will be. Okay. Uh, I I think what's happened is that we're in a very funny kind of economic bubble as far as high tech is concerned. That because high tech is is still relatively new, that you're having a lot of people getting paid very high wages because they happen to have that STEM training and they happen to have that STEM mindset. But what happens whenever you have a job that pays ridiculously over what the median wage is, what do you think everyone goes to school for? They go to school to get trained in that field, specifically in the areas of that field that, that, that get paid an especially high amount. And then what happens? You turn around and now you have too many people who do it. And so then the price, the wages collapse. For entertainment, look similarly at how much DITs are paid now. DITs are still rather high up there, uh, relative to what uh, what what other uh, what 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 other camera and post people get paid. But it's not as high as it was, let's say, four years ago. And I mean, 
factoring in inflation and all yeah, that, it might yeah. be the same number, but it, it hasn't gotten bigger. And if you look at the entertainment industry as a whole, the non-tech side has actually slid backwards. There's, there's a lot of people who are making less money now than they were making, than, uh, adjusted for inflation, than they were making 10 years ago. I mean, unless you're like a A-level actor or something. Oh, yes. I mean, like we're, we're not talking about the tippy-top people. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the average, uh, the, the average below-the-line union person. Yeah. And, and so I think what's going to happen is a lot of the, the, the really ridiculously high-paying jobs will we'll start coming down and you'll start seeing people move into other fields. And the only reason I'm saying this, I've seen it happen in other fields. Uh, and this is historically speaking, there was a period when engineers stopped making the kind of money. There was almost a 15 year period when engineers were making a lot less than they used to simply because there were too many engineers. Every time there's any kind of a recession or something like that, yeah. or, or any time, uh, not, not a recession, there's, there's a bump in the economy, yeah. you suddenly have a million new realtors show up, <laughs> and, and, and they disappear really quickly yeah. as, soon, as soon as there's a problem. You know, when, when you can just show someone five houses, write a contract, and get, and, and get 10 grand, do you really learn your field? And I'm going to say no. 100% no. There's no way. So I'll be dealing with people, and I know sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm annoying too because I don't do it full time. So, so there's, there's stuff that I should know that I, I just miss. And yes, I'm confessing it because it's disclosure and that's 90% wrong. <laughs> but, but the other thing that I, I'm able to do because I have other jobs is I will say to someone, if you want me to make a recommendation for someone who does this full time so you, you can get the house as fast as possible, I will make some really strong recommendations for you. If you go with me, the advantage that you'll have is, first of all, I've done it for 22 years, so I, I kind of really know the stuff about, about the changes and, and what's gotten better, what's gotten worse, how that, that flow has happened, what to look for in a house. But I also will tell you right off the bat, I want you to look at 100 houses. Now, that doesn't mean we're actually going to look at 100. Yeah. But be prepared to look at 100 because you want to be sick of looking before you make an offer. And the reason is because a lot of times, as a first-time house buyer, you're listening to everyone except yourself. You, people say, oh, you don't want to live in the Valley. You want to live in West L.A. So, okay, you've gotten yourself in a nice little million-two house in West L.A. Mm -hmm. where you can only deduct a million dollars of the property, of, mm -hmm. of, of the loan. And then you go visit your friend in Woodland Hills. Oh, but that's in the Valley. You don't want to live in the Valley. The Valley's so hot and it's so smug. <laughs> and, and then you go visit your friend in Woodland Hills who paid much less than you. And they live in a 2,500-square-foot house and they have a swimming pool. And they're in El Camino Real School District. And you're going my realtor's a bum. <laughs> so one of the things that I do is, is I always spend at least one or two days taking people into an area that they do not want to go. And the only reason we do it, and most of the time I'll say, this is what we're going to do. And, and it's fine if you, we don't even have to get out of the car, but you want people to see what the same dollars buy you in different areas. Yeah. I want to kind of put up a scenario where uh, you have a lot of people that bought properties for a lower price and they have uh, equity or they have a greater profit when it comes time to selling. But what uh, happens when like you sell? You technically can't uh, live in California. Would you say uh, if you like move out of state, your profit is more because your money goes further? Not profit, but like you, you uh, when you move out of state, you feel, I feel like you could buy a bigger property for that oh, small amount. No question. 
here's the problem. Uh, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one is, am I over 55? If the answer to that is yes, then let's say that you buy another house in Los Angeles. You can port your property tax with you. So as long as the house is cheaper than the one you left, because my property tax is based on 212. So right now I pay approximately 4000 a year because of the bumps every year and all of that. And it's been you know 25 years. If I sold that house and I bought the exact same house and spent seven hundred uh, six, let's say seven hundred thousand yeah. for it, all of a sudden my property tax would be eight grand a year. So that's that's what my main thing was. Like you technically, it's not profitable, or in some Doesn't cases you can't afford to. Because, mm-hmm. but I'm over fifty five. So let's say I bought a ha- I sold my house for seven hundred and I bought another house for six ninety five. I take that property tax with me. I, I, I take my $4,000 property tax with me. If you're in L.A. County, that is. If I'm in L.A. County. Okay. So, and, and, and throughout much of the state. So that, that's an advantage. But if you're someone who is under 55, even moving your house in L.A. can create challenges, especially if you live there for a while. Because let's say that you buy... Let, let's say that you sell your house in Culver City yeah. and, and you're thrilled because you're going to go live in the valley. You're going to deal with the heat. You're going to deal with the traffic and all of that. And, and so what you do is you sell your Culver City house that you paid $600,000 for and you got a million two, and, 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 and you get a million two for it. You're now in trouble because let's say that you got a divorce. So your wife's name is no longer on the property. You only get $250,000 of capital gains protection. So that means that you're going to pay capital gains no matter what you buy next on another $400,000. So that's like income. Uh, Under the new tax deals, that went down. But you're still paying on that. You don't roll it over anymore, and that's a mistake people make. And and that, that can be a surprise. So you not only have your property tax go way up, but... You also you also have to pay this extra amount of money because because you had such a big gain. I can't sell my house for that reason wow. because I have two hundred fifty thousand dollars capital gains pre- protection. So that means that about four uh, that about four sixty two anything above four sixty two I'm going to pay capital gains on no matter what I do. Even if you were to well no not now because yeah. of course yeah. I, I just buy something cheaper. Oh, but technically, if you, if you move into somewhere where it's well, move out slightly of well no in L A County for example okay. if you sell it and you move. To a slightly more expensive house, for example. Oh, no. Then I don't get the protection. I pay, I pay so whatever the house is. Wow. Even if you're going to, let's say, take that full profit, put it towards your next Doesn't house. Doesn't matter. Now, wow. if I move out of North Hollywood, which is a very expensive area, and move into Santa Clarita, and I get a much bigger house, but it's, you know, $500 cheaper, uh, I, I, I port the property tax. So oh, now I'm living cool. Oh, so as, if, if you leave that area, pretty much, you're fine. No, no. As long as it's cheaper. Oh, as, it's as cheap. long as so it's cheaper. The price is yeah. The so price. I mean, I could move west of the four hundred five, so and all of a sudden. So let's say cheaper. you're in Burbank and you're moving to where we are. So the Simi Valley area, yeah. which is Ventura County. Right. Okay. You sell your house in Burbank, your little three bedroom, two bath, one thousand three hundred square foot house yeah. that you get eight hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars for. So then you go to uh, and you're over and you're over fifty five. Then you go to Simi Valley. And you buy this twenty five hundred square foot, you know, pied de terre, and yeah, you you port that property tax with you. That's 
That's good though. But you're not fifty five. <laughs> but so if you're under fifty five, you're screwed pretty much. If you're under fifty five, you pay the property, the capital gains, and you pay the new property tax. <sighs> We're moving out of state, man. <laughs> yeah, is that the only uh, win if you move out of state? It, it, the, the win is when you move out of state. The the lose is if you want to move back to the state. Oh, the, so you, what they're gonna make you pay when you come back? No, no, no. But but you're when gonna you're have buying, to buy. You're you're have, to have to buy, buy oh. at, at, at that new rate. Uh, the, the the problem with California earthquakes weird government, everything else <laughs> notwithstanding, is that we live, especially in the Southland, in some of the best weather in the world. That's the only thing going for California, it, I think. That that's all that you need. Because because trust me, when once you move, even even in Hawaii, when my mom was was sick and I was having to live in Hawaii most of the year, after a while, you get really over the the muggyness. Because I'm so used to the dry heat of California that that uh, that that when I go someplace where it's raining all the time and where we have these sure. monster cockroaches, it's <laughs> it, 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 it's it's something where and, and you know the house I had in Hawaii we didn't have heating or air conditioning in it. You didn't need it. It's a re- oh that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean it's an old house. It was an old house, and and so of course. There, there are a couple of nights when you're like, it is really cold. And there's other t- times when it's, oh, it's really hot. I Do they have fireplaces at least over no. there? Or, no? Oh, wow. oh, okay, if you're really, really rich. But, <laughs> but, but by and large, you know, the, the house, the, the, the house you, you have an inconvenience as opposed to not being able to stand it. But still in California, you don't even have that inconvenience. What we consider cold is laughable. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll admit it. When I would have to go up to San Francisco for for some of these conferences, these educational yeah. conferences, I'm like, it is damn cold up here, and it's not. It's oh, it's 55. You have to go yeah. to New York or Chicago to Chicago, feel the cold. Definitely, yes. Freeze. So well, then, uh, what do you feel like? We have a lot of these luxury apartments being built, or does the rent is so. Ex- expensive like uh is does that uh, yeah these buildings if, are never ending now I, I see i saw a whole bunch of new apartment buildings uh right around coanga area hollywood hollywood there's yes. like three buildings so many of well, people are impatient and and I, you can't not be it's I'm, I'm i'm not criticizing anyone but realistically even if every single unit that's being built is expected to be rented for five thousand or more a month you're still going to ultimately drop the prices because that's assuming that people keep moving here. If the prices stay that high, it becomes undesirable because people can't live. And, and as a company, you can't. And, and this is what happened with the Bay Area. It's, it's that you can't have your secretarial staff, you can't have your cleaning staff, or any of those people uh, afford to live in the neighborhood. That's true. And so you're going to have to spend a lot of money to bring them in. It, it becomes inconvenient, and then people start moving out. And heaven forbid, uh, and California always forgets this in between in, in between good times. When California has a bad time, it goes on for freaking ever. Uh, the the two thousand eight correction for the rest of the country yeah. was impacting California a lot longer than it impacted everything else. It's only high tech that that made the difference. And okay, maybe part of it, the reason it took so long to get over it is because California had just gotten over the dot com crash. How long did that take to uh, cut you off then? Like uh, after the 2008 uh, whole issue with the banks and real estate for California to kind of get on their feet? and I'd say 2012, 2012. Okay. That was a long time. I think that's when, when you, you saw that it was going to turn around and be fine. Okay. I mean, Silicon Valley was fine, but 
LA was still impacted by it. And the problem is what always happens is when real estate values crash, people go into a panic. And it's very important for people to put a sign on their refrigerator, a little post-it on their refrigerator that says buy low, sell high. Because the average investor, the average real estate person tends to buy high and sell low. They'll, they'll, everyone says you have to buy a house now. And if you don't buy a house now, you won't have another chance. And then you buy the house and the market crashes. So then, <laughs> then you think it'll only go down further. So you sell it at a loss. Whereas if you just sat in it for a while, you'll be fine. When I bought my house, the, the big problem that, I, that, that in 94 is that I was in escrow when the Northridge earthquake happened. So, so not only was my house not worth what I paid for it when I closed escrow, it was worth probably almost a quarter less. It was probably worth 150 And yeah, there's a part of you that's, that's going, oh, geez, was it a mistake to buy this house? And my mom said, oh, stop it. You'll be fine. And sure enough... Once it started going up, it, it didn't stop. And, and yes, there's been corrections in between. And every time the correction go, oh, you mean my house isn't worth 600 anymore? It's back to being worth 450 and, and you go, yeah, so what? That's more than double what you paid for it. Shut oh, up. Of course. <laughs> and, 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 then, and, and, and then now it's up again. Now, let's say we have another correction. We have an earthquake. We have another Manson murder. We, we, we have something that goes really wrong. And, 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 and there's a, a, a collapse in property values. Yeah. It's still going to be worth more than I paid for it. That's true. I think it's just sometimes you get patient or you get nervous. Like mm-hmm. You want to just either get out. The, but, only, the only real thing that kind of gets to me where I wouldn't mind to pack it and leave it is just the traffic, uh, the ugliness of the people. Uh, just, it kind of gets to you sometimes. And like it makes you wonder, like, oh, uh, that peace and quiet... Uh, with that mountain world life. of difference. Well, that's why you need to sell your script. Yeah. Because then you can go and live in Montana and, and have all the peace and quiet you want and that's get your true. little private plane and fly into L.A. when you need to sign a new contract. But uh, realistically speaking, you can choose to live your life locally. You can choose to... You could even go farther out, technically, right? That's you you could. I wouldn't advise it. But uh, if you can telecommute at least one day of the week out of your job, or or you can or you can swing shift it where you're where where you do a night shift or something yeah. like that. Then you're not in traffic. You're you're you're, you're going or you're going. Yeah, during those certain hours, that's true. But what would you recommend, Dan? So let's say like if you work in LA area, but yet of course it's very unreasonable to live there. Like, what would you say is a good place to to that to live, to go out and live, or to even buy a house? Near the Metrolink. <laughs> Where are the Metrolink stations? Those are going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. I would say right now, if I was going to tell someone and they wanted to live in the city, on the one hand, I'd go east. Look at the stuff in Alhambra and Monterey Park. Yeah, it's a big Asian community, but that's okay. It's 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 still it's a little bit far, but you How's can get the pricing deals. over there. I never looked into that. It's yet. cheaper. Definitely than L.A. City and big chunks of the valley. Uh, the other thing is to go north, where you're looking at Northridge and and Granada Hills. Those are still expensive, but you get a much more house for the money than you're going to get down south of, of, of Sherman Way. Yeah. So the, there, there are certain places where you look at the major cutoff streets. Roscoe, as you know, is the middle of the valley. 
And, and that was because when they were subdividing the ranches, they, they paid a guy to walk through the middle of the exact middle of the valley so they knew where the Lancashire Ranch, the Van Nuys Ranch, uh, the Devonshire Ranch, and what was the other one that was, uh, that was uh, further west? Marion, which became Reseda, uh, was, was all where they, where they just did the border. Reseda's pretty nice too, actually. I, I see some Reseda. nice areas in Reseda. I love Reseda. Reseda is a great deal. It, it's the second rung of GI Bill houses. So they're bigger than the houses in Encino. And they're considerably cheaper. And they're better built. Do they have ranches around there too? Or? Yes. You, you still have the chicken ranch properties. Oh, that's, that's closer to Woodland Hills and Winneka. Um, and, and the chicken ranch houses were houses that after the war were built to where you could have a chicken ranch in the back. So if you ever notice that there's certain areas where you have a house that, that has a very narrow, not a narrow, but, but relative to how deep it is, a, a fairly narrow front. And then it goes way back. Uh, our friend Armin's house is that way. I think that was a chicken ranch house originally. Wow. Where, where you have a 9,000 square foot lot that just goes on and on forever going back. And, and those houses used to have the, the chicken ranch in the back. And now you can subdivide that lot into three. Wow. wow. I, ha I haven't been in Armin's house. I don't know. Does he have a chicken ranch in the back? Um, <laughs> I haven't been inside his house either. But, but, but it's, it's definitely one of those that, that, that goes way back. That. It's, I, when you say that, I didn't know that. Uh, Simi Valley, I saw this house for sale. Well, mm -hmm. It's more of I'm, I'm almost an estate. It's like a million dollars. Yeah. But uh, the lot was like right under an acre, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it had a chicken ranch. Yep. It actually had a chicken coop in the side. Well, uh, Simi Valley, most of it was like orchards and farmland. There are yep. ranches there. But now it's more... But uh, can you convert... Okay, let's say if it's a chicken, like, you could keep chicken. Like, can you keep other animals too, or is it... No. You can't. You're usually restricted to what animals you can have. Whether or not that's going to be enforced is going to depend on your neighbors. Ah. They're going to complain. The smell or the sounds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I would say that, that chickens are kind of pushing it even at that. That you have a yeah, lot of... Well, I don't know about the chickens smell-wise, but the noise part... The noise, you know, the noise is the problem with the chickens. Yeah, it's an alarm. It's a wake-up clock. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but you'll notice that all along Nagel, you'll, you'll have those same kind of houses where it's a long, deep lot. And that's why you'll notice that, that when they've done that, that a lot of construction there for those, yes, they have. those, those mini houses those, or those mini lot houses, that's why they use those because you can go so far back. That's so cool, though, man. Cool. My most favorite thing, property-wise, has always been a bigger, just the most land, mm -hmm. just because like you could potentially make it like. And I don't want to do it for business, like or rent it out. Like I would love to make it so, like, let's say, on that same lot, like my brother has a house. Like it's all spread out, you know. Like, but it's hard. It's hard to find properties like that. It's not. It's it's finding them that's reasonable. Yeah. But but off of Devonshire, you still have unbroken lots. From, from the days when Barbara Stanwyck folks were living up there. But how much would you say like those lots are oh, right now? they're going to be hugely expensive. Yeah. But, but there's one just off of Devonshire, I think just west of Reseda, where you drive by and you're going, this is still the whole lot. That's crazy. Wow, that's insane. How much would that be? Like it, It'd probably be... A million and a half? Probably more than that. You're, you're probably looking at probably three million. Wow. But, but you figure that it's going to be a developer who buys it and, 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 builds, like, and yeah. builds five houses. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, that would be yeah, definitely worth it because he could make more money, way more money than yep. that. Yep. So uh, my final question for you, Dan. Um, well, I heard about this article where there are talks of, uh, I don't know what, if it was exactly 2025 or before that, where they're predicting that we're going to have close to 50 million uh, people living in California. Possibly. 
if that happens, then all these uh, apartments, the luxury things are going to be filled up. Because I feel like right now they're probably vacant in most part. They're not yet. They're, 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 they're filling them up right now because you have people who are coming in from the exodus from Silicon Valley. What we don't Those want guys to are happen, hurting us really badly. <laughs> what we want, we don't want to happen as much as sometimes, you know, the, the fights between L.A. and San Francisco are still very, very bitter. We don't want Silicon Valley to crash, and it could, because the spotlight's on them right now. What, is, what would happen if that happened? It's unbelievable how bad it would be, because Silicon Valley is one of the reasons Sacramento's been able to enact a lot of the more questionable legislature it has because it has money. It has so much money coming, even even though they have incentives to keep the businesses here, yeah. they have so much money coming in from the, 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 the huge profits that are coming out of the, the fang companies, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, uh, Netflix, and Google, that they can be profligate and there's not really a consequence to it. So if so, something like that did happen, that would affect our market for sure. If we had another, was it 1999 or 2000 when the dot-com crash happened? Yeah. If we had, uh, thank God we don't have those same price-earnings ratios. We're, we're much more stable than that. But let's say that there's a problem. Let's say that the government comes in and says, we're breaking Google up. We're breaking Amazon up. We're breaking Facebook up. It's going to cause chaos. So for probably at least three years, maybe five to seven years, you could have major disruption in the cash flow in California and in the employment picture in California. And probably some of the, the kickoff companies will go out of business. Wow. When they first wow. broke up AT&T, now we're glad they did. But when they first broke it up, there was issues with MCI and Sprint and some of the other mini, mini belts. MCI, I remember them. They died off too. Well, they got absorbed back. That kind of disruption would turn the spotlight on a lot of areas of California right now that we can ignore, like pensions. The, the pensions, and I'm going to talk about this as a teacher. Yeah. Most teachers are getting to be quite old. Me too. But, and, and so you figure that somebody who retires and who's taught for 30 years gets 100% of their salary as retirement. Let's say that your average age right now is probably within 10 years of retiring. That's not good. That means you're going to have to pay all those retired people and all of those people who had to take their place. Wow, I'm moving out of California. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know it's going to it's going to float. It's 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 yeah. going to it always looks more disastrous than it actually works out to be. But if you happen to have a correction in Silicon Valley, you have a bunch of people retiring and then we have a massive earthquake, all three of those things can create a problem that where it'll be bad for a while. Yeah, seriously, I feel like if but, you're going to then if you're going to leave the state, let's end on that. If you if you're going to leave the state, where where would you go state-wise? I would say or to even retire to like where would you go out of California? It depends. If 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 I become crotchety, probably Arizona or or New Mexico because you know the more crotchety you get, the more cold-blooded you get, and so you have <laughs> to be in some place warm. <laughs> Um, or maybe Texas. Uh, I hear Texas is doing real great. Yes, right? Texas is doing too. great. Well, people are running away from California to Texas like you wouldn't believe. Which part, though? Which part of Texas? Uh, right now, they're going to Austin because Austin's the most blue. And, and so they, they try to keep the blue. And meanwhile, the rest of Texas saying, you're going to watch it. You better watch it. We're going to wall off Austin and make it its own state if you're not careful. And, uh, or maybe Hawaii. 
Because but I'm it, from there originally. Yeah. But isn't it more expensive in Hawaii though? It, it's expensive in Hawaii, but I know I I I I know the 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 lay of the land. I see. And I'd probably not live on the, on Oahu. I'd probably live on one of the other islands. Okay. And because it would be cheaper. And and since all I'm going to do is sit there and 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 um in in on my lanai and and pretend to be writing a book or something like that <laughs> you know or or, or 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 teach classes online from there it it, it doesn't matter that's true mm-hmm. but I, that's a good one to know because I've I've been out like looking at other states myself like just in case like if you're really headed up to here and it's like it's getting to be too much I feel like Texas is definitely a good consideration. Like I thought of Portland, Oregon, and Colorado. Colorado's kind of expensive. Even Utah. Like I feel like Utah is probably a decent one. Uh, here, here's okay. This is my bias coming from real estate again. The problem with most of quote unquote flyover country and the reason values don't go up is because there is no boundary. If if you're in Texas where it's flat and it's and it goes on and on and on, what's going to stop a city from keep expanding forever? There's nothing. In California, we had the ocean and we had mountain ranges. And, yeah. and that always acted as a physical barrier. Then we put freeways in, so now you have man-made barriers. And then we put in major streets, and now you have even more man-made barriers. So, so that all creates different models of value. Uh, who was it? Elon Musk was saying like how if it gets more populated, we could just start stacking on top of each other. We, the beautiful thing about LA is we don't need to do that. Because going east, we can go much further east. Right now, people don't want to because the thought of, you mean I'm going to have to drive in from Diamond Bar every day? And the at a certain point, traffic, is it? if you get if, if you get a met, the, the the train systems to run really efficiently, yeah, I think a Diamond Bar won't be a problem. Actually, it's funny. For the first time, I took the Simi Valley Metro station all the way to Glendale. Yep, so affordable. Yep. It was actually a pretty cool experience. I got to see a, a different angle and view, which I would mm-hmm. never see, like of graffiti and like just the back lot. Artwork. The, the Western film lots in Santa Susana. Yes. I got to see all that stuff, which I would never see driving through the canyons or anything. So I got to do that. It was never pretty nice. That. It was a good experience. Yep. Or, of course, if you drive through Santa Susana, then you can do your Charles Manson tour. Because Spawn Ranch is still there. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is there. Spawn Ranch is there. It's it's harder to find now than it used to be. But but it, but is it open still? Like is it? Like, no no no. It's been it, it, they burnt it burned down forty years ago. But but the the area where it was is still there. Now I don't know if the back area is still the same. But once upon a time when I was really daring and crazy and young, uh, my friend Will and I would go back there and, and and we went into the back of the ranch where where you could still see the 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 areas where the family used to hang out. Oh, wow. And and you would see the graffiti, Charlie loves Sadie, and all of that on on oh, wh- wow. whether it's real or whether it was added later. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter because you look at some of the the graffiti, and you can tell it's really old. Wasn't the movie that once once upon a time in Hollywood? It was it was fi- it filmed actually there, right? No, I don't think it, that was the real Spawn Ranch. No, no. But it, the, the it real Spawn Ranch Valley for a while like? there. For a while there, they were thinking of turning the Spawn Ranch into a condo complex. I don't know if they ever did. I haven't. I haven't done a Manson tour in a while. But but uh, we gotta but, do all these stuff. Like you know, what's the sad part. Where, uh, like you're in, when you're in California, you don't do all these stuff. Like or at least we don't. We, we have don't, a lot definitely. of places we have to stop. Now, when when I was going to USC, the the school was stress uh, stressful enough to where those of us who were kind of 
borderline uh, eccentric and sane to begin with, would do things like go and, and, and spend weekends driving to look at all the, the scandal houses and and and, and Yeah, and, but that's the cool. Sites. It's really I feel like it's really, it's a part of history, so it's good to just see or find out about it. Yep. Yeah, I saw the we have the well the poltergeist house in Simi Valley. Yeah. I drove past it. I'm like, that actually hasn't changed. They maintain the house. Yeah, there's no point well. of changing it though, because I feel like it, it holds But like being the If owner, you were to sell that house, you could sell it for a little bit more probably than what it's worth. Just well, because of it. The, the other thing about the poltergeist house is it's is is it's a, a track development. So it's not as if you can change it without the HOA association coming at you and saying, oh, you oh, have painted it? the house the wrong shade of beige. Oh, man. Okay, that's why I hate the HOA, man. I can't stand it. Are you I, HOA? No. Okay. No. Yeah. That, that was one of the reasons I'm, I'm like, I can't. The only way I would ever consider it is if I, I ever have the money to buy like a really mm-hmm. nice property where it's all gated, gated like a gated community. Okay, mm-hmm. that one you're going to have no choice a, a little bit, but then it, at that point you probably won't care. But then yeah. it's a problem because, like, uh, Armenians, like, uh, you're very, uh, you have your family and friends over, you're making all this noise oh, and yeah, stuff. Then I'm you sure you're going to piss off someone. No. Noise no, complaint or... Well, just yeah, make sure you're in an association where you have a lot of other Armenians. There's tons, especially in Silmar. Oh, yeah. Silmar has a lot of gated community, too, actually. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And, and uh, but whenever there's a gated community situation, not a gated community, but anytime there's an HOA situation, yeah. and this is why... I tend to not like condos, except when they're cheaper than uh, than an apartment. Is uh, you have to be a member of the HOA because if you're not a member of the HOA, the the people who run it can be tyrants. I've heard I've heard of some horror stories. And and you have to be you have to pretend you're doing a show business meeting whenever you're you're at an HOA meeting and someone says something crazy and you say show me in the book where. Where does it say in the in the CCRs? Because most of the time they'll make a lot of times they make up stuff. They'll make stuff up because they they, they, they want to control you because they know you don't know the rules. Oh wow! I I, I know if I was in a HOA thing, I would definitely read every little detail. Yeah, everybody I've talked to that that lives in a condo where there, mm-hmm. there's HOA, well, all of them are. Uh, I haven't heard of one good story. Everybody mm-hmm. hates it. Like everybody has issues with neighbors. There's some neighbors that are they're looking for a reason to just. Get you penalized. Yeah, you or get written up tickets, right? They can give you tickets all yeah. the time. And uh, again, I'm almost this age, so I know I'm cursing myself. But, but you, <laughs> but you have people when they're retired who have nothing better to do That's sad, than to yeah. become an outrage mob. You think young kids on Twitter are an outrage mob? <laughs> you have not lived until you've seen a bunch either. of older retired people who've decided that some young whippersnapper in the, in the in, in who's living in a condo needs to be punished for having fun. That's true. <laughs> I've heard, I swear, I've heard somebody's living in second story and there's somebody beneath them. They're like, you always walk, like make loud noises. Like they're walking, like you live underneath them. What did you expect was going to happen? You know, and they well, here's the other thing. Sometimes they are walking heavy because they know it makes the person downstairs angry. So you never know for sure whether they're both just playing passive aggressive games with each other. That's the downside of condos. Literally that that's one little part of it. That's why you, I feel like either you got to rent well, nowadays the rent is so high. I feel like you could rent a house even. Yes, uh, depending on the city, of course. You can't go to Beverly Hills or something like that. Obviously, You're oh, renting like... has a problem too. Then, in some cases, you might have to deal with like tyrant managers. Well, I think yeah. houses they're more reasonable compared to apartments. As long as it's not a split house where you're re- renting the rear property, oh, and then your yeah. manager shows like they're great people, and then they turn on you and. 
another tyrant. Nightmares. Much, yeah. Nightmares. There, there's nothing more tyrannical than than fights that happen around land. That's true. It's crazy. Dan, so uh, if anybody wants to do or they have a real estate question or they're looking to buy mm-hmm. a property, what's the best way they could reach you? Oh, they can always reach me on, on my cell, which is area code 310-339-3990. That's 310-339-3990. Or email me. Email. And, and my email is watanabedan-landmark at yahoo.com. That's W-A, T as in Tom, A, N as in Nancy, A, B as in boy, E as in elephant, hyphen, landmark, L-A-N-D-M as in Mary, A-R-K, at yahoo.com. Cool. I think we should post that info too just for yeah, the people we'll to know. But, so do you, do you post any of the properties you have like open house or anything on? Whenever I do, I usually make an announcement in Facebook. I try to keep it low key yeah. because there's nothing more annoying to me than than to see people constantly post real estate listings. Because, yeah, because, because real estate is something where, yeah, advertising helps, but it's it's really word of mouth. If, if, That's true. And, and, and because in, in all honesty and – People will hate me for saying this. Other realtors will hate me for saying this. Realtors are easily replaced. The reason you use a realtor is because you trust them. You trust them to have your best interest, to tell you why you're signing what you're signing, to tell you what that contract means, to explain some of the cockamamie language. Because for me, it's, 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 it's obvious but for someone who's buying a house for the first time, it can't be. Plus to, to, to be good at hand-holding because it's, it's the biggest purchase most people make in their life. 100%. And, and because of that, there's going to be a lot of nerves. There's going to be a lot of emotion. There's a lot of frustration when it looks like you never are able to close a deal. And, and it's up to the realtor to point out to you that just wasn't the right house. Now, maybe this is very Asian of me, but but uh, in Asian philosophy, if a house doesn't work out, it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And it's surprising how you think, okay, I've seen so many dream houses, they've all not worked. And then you walk in a house and it's totally correct. And it's you not realize, meant to be pretty much And, and, and yeah. you realize that all delays was because you had to wait until the the right buyer met the right seller. And I'll tell you a little personal story about that. When I sold the Hawaii house, yeah. I didn't want to. But my mom's death was so expensive and 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 I couldn't I couldn't make the money work. So I had to sell the house. And I realized that the story behind me selling that house had nothing to do with me and my mother or the dog or any of that. It had everything to do with the buyers because they needed a house that happened to be exactly my parents' house, which was kind of a non-conforming type property, but it was right by two schools where their son ultimately went. It was close enough to the University of Hawaii to where they could rent out the downstairs, which was a separate unit, non-conforming at that time, to, to, to university students until they were able to bring the husband's mother over from Japan. So it was their house. And the reason I hung on to it for two years after my mom died had nothing to do with my drama. It had everything to do with they needed this yeah, house. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like kind of like faith in a way. Like it was, it was there. That's there's there's very, yeah. But it, it, it has been so no, we believe perfect in that for them. Yeah. And now they've, they've owned it for 
seven years and they love it. They made all these improvements to it that I would never would have made. They actually fixed up what my parents screwed up in, in the way they expanded the house in 83. So it, 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 was a, it, it was like a phenomenal win. My house was a win for me. I, I, I made offers on six houses before I got my house. Wow. And then I walked in the door and, and here's a house that has built-in bookcases in the living room. And I go, hey, this is my house. Like we, when we got moved to the Simi Valley, like that den area where yep. it's like a, there's a big desk. We when we saw that we're like this is so perfect we can like Honestly, make our when I, before I even went in the house when yeah. I saw that I'm like I will I want this house yeah. just for that because I'm like I've never seen anything like that in the I saw like a decent amount of houses before mm -hmm. we bought it but I'm like I never seen anything like and then when we go went inside like it felt like this was your house like you know it had that really the feeling you get like this it it's positive it's like and one thing we like is peace and quiet that that's one of the reasons we're so far out there like and not in the craziness mm -hmm. of LA. But uh, that feeling you get when you're going, you're like, it's just right. It you just know? felt right. Yeah. yeah. I got another story that was freakish. And that is this guy uh, I was showing houses for a long time. He had a quirk. And that is that, that he wanted to be able to restore motorcycles. Wow. We looked and we looked at, at houses. They wanted to live in Burbank. So, okay, we're going to be in Burbank. We're going to look. And then we found a house that used to be the home of a furniture maker. And he had a wood workshop in the back for furniture making that had a permit so it wasn't a non-conforming property wow. oh, it was man. a prop it, it it had the ability to have a workshop and it was like this the is perfect that's exactly perfect. his house yeah and he ended up buying it does he still live there absolutely that's crazy that's incredible he's running his business out of there wow that's so cool man so uh, again you, you you talk about no extra overhead also absolutely didn't have to rent and, Work from and, home, and no and traffic. The the workshop is six hundred square feet. It's huge. That's pretty big. Wow, that's really big. So the fact it was permitted as well, wow. and it was it was because it was built. Can I ask in, how much was that that property? Oh, this was this was about six years ago. It was like uh, five hundred thousand, and the the that that back area was permitted in nineteen fifty. So it's grandfathered in. You would never be able to get a permit today for that. Wow. wow, that house is like easily probably like eight eight hundred thousand, easily right it's, now. It's it's probably now about yeah, it's probably seven fifty. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the best to have to work from home and like have the freedom like that. That's so cool. Wow, thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. This was Dan's very fine. insightful. And again, if if anybody has questions, uh, feel free to contact Dan. He's definitely will be available. Yep. Uh, we'll have his contact info on uh, either Facebook and and Instagram. And thank you very much for listening, guys. You guys have a good night. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you guys. Good thank night. Thank you.